0: Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local 16, it's Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. Spooky. Timely reference, Batman! It's another episode of Six Foot Plus, a spotlight on weird and strange music, horror punk, psychobilly, demented surf, and a little bit of whatever, all presented to you on Fridays at sixfootplus.com on iTunes and wherever else you get podcasts. Do us a favor by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes if you use that, and if not, eh, tell a friend about Six Foot Plus. If you want to talk shop with us, you can do so over on Facebook, God help you, at Facebook.com slash Six Foot Plus, at Six Foot Plus Podcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. I'm a rare variant foil cover of issue number nine that has been polybagged and boarded to be in near mint condition. I'm graded. In other words, I'm not worth the paper I'm printed on. (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm totally rare. I'm so rare, I'm pretty sure I don't even exist. And until we come up with a classification for what exactly that means, I go by Strange Jason. Hello. This Saturday, tomorrow, is Free Comic Book Day, an annual holiday that aims to bring new and curious readers into your local comic book shop. It's a good event that kind of revitalizes the comic fan's community because who doesn't like free stuff? There's all these types of presentations, people dress up, it's a wonderful good time for all. It's also a good excuse to find out where your nearest comic book shop is located, just in case you need a giant-sized man thing or an omnibus of the House of Mystery. Horror and comics have gone hand in hand since the incarnation of the Funny Pages, so, we're going to have an episode this week celebrating the connection. We've got music from The Independents, Satan's Pilgrims, Ghoul Town, De Fago, and more. Might have been De Fago, who knows? Our own living comic book creation of Monster Matt Patterson will also stop by for a Monster Matt minute. The Klingons and their rendition of the Spider Man theme song opened up the show. And from Spider Man, we go to Batman. I want to take this moment to offer a thanks to Vinny, a dedicated listener to Six Foot Plus. I had the pleasure of meeting him last weekend at the Midnight Monster Hop. I met him and Brittany, both great people who happen to be fans of the show. Amazing. (laughs) I'm honored. They were both pretty awesome, and they're much cooler than I am. And how do I know this? Well, Vinny's so cool that he gave me a copy of this new 7-inch release from Psycho Charger, It's called I Kissed the Joker. Everyone, let's give it up for Vinny. A big thank you for being the awesome dude that he is. And we'll listen to the latest from Jimmy Psycho and his gang of creeps. I Kissed the Joker by Psycho Charger. (laughs)
1: The unborn truth for you I give you my
2: world and all to you To you
0: Vampirella by the Independents. Vampirella, the scantily clad bloodsucker, was created by Forrest J. Ackerman. In her book, she was a horror host of sorts, as she hosted the stories while starring in her own adventure in each issue. September 1st, 2014 marks Vampirella's 45th birthday. My goodness, she doesn't look a day over 21. It must be all the blood. It's so good for the complexion. I still need to pick up the new Independence album. It's available everywhere, so I only have myself to blame. So this Saturday, do not be like me. Do not be lazy. Go out to free comic book day. Personally, I fell out of collecting comic books a while back. I was big into it about 10 years ago, mostly into trade paperbacks, these big bound collection of issues. Somewhere in somebody's basement is a long box with all the Sandman, the Preacher, the Transmetropolitan paperbacks, as well as a few odd ones here and there. The Watchmen, The Dark Knight Rises, The Brat Pack, oh, how timely. This Friday, the second Ultimate Spider-Man movie opens up, and this summer we'll see another X-Men movie and one about the Guardians of the Galaxy all these superheroes on the silver screen. It's kind of cool. There was a long time where there wasn't a decent comic book movie. There was Tim Burton's Batman and the horrible sequels, but that was about it for a long time. It's really good to see superheroes get proper treatment in other media. Television-wise, there's Arrow, Smallville, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though I really don't watch any of those. It's interesting to see the comic book world permeate popular culture, allowing anyone to proudly state, without as much shame as there used to be, that they are a comic book person.
2: Reach Planet X! the sky
0: Hatton Classic Horror Awards have announced the nominations for this year and we need your vote. Head on over to bit.ly slash rondo2014. That'll take you to this year's ballot. Copy it into an email with your real name and please consider voting for the following. Ha Ha Horror by Monster Matt Patterson for best book. For best article, Credit Where Credit Is Due by Dr. Gangreen. Twisted Central for best website. For best blog, Gravediggers Local 16. The Doctor Is Insane by Dr. Gangrene. For Best Magazine Column, for Favorite Horror Host, Dr. Gangrene. Best CD, Creepsville 13, A Tribute to Forbidden Dementia, Linda Miller Fan Artist of the Year, Monster Matt Patterson. And for Best Multimedia Horror, Six Foot Plus. Voting ends May 5th, 2014, bit.ly slash rondo 2014. Thank you, every vote counts.
1: This is Alexandra West. This is Andrea Subisati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
0: Dead Elbi sung about a lesser-known character of the Marvel Universe called Gugam. And we also had the Lillingtons recounting how you could buy all sorts of stuff out of the back of old comic books, including X-Ray Specs. The Lillingtons will play a few dates on the East Coast and up in Canada this month. A good band, and I'm glad they're getting the respect and admiration they so deserve. So growing up, my local comic book store was something called Fantastic Planet, it took its name from a 1973 French animated film, and Fantastic Planet was a great comic book shop. It was very organized. It was clean. When you walked in, you didn't feel like you were entering a stereotypical comic book shop. It felt like an actual store, and comic book stores are actual stores, but they have a really bad connotation. Fantastic Planet bucked this trend, and they also included a wide range of actual books and all sorts of items from all sorts of genres. If you lived in upstate nowhere and were into anything remotely nerdy or geeky, Fantastic Planet was the place to go. I haven't stepped foot in Fantastic Planet in years. I've kind of fallen out of comic books. I've moved on to other worlds, other stores, and like this next song, Other Skylines. It's by Greg Bendian's Interzone, and it's from a tribute album to the great artist Jack Kirby. This song, Other Skylines. This is John Tottlebin, co-creator of John Constantine, artist on Swamp Thing and Miracle Man, and you are listening to Six Foot Plus. That was verse 13 with the Terror Clowns theme. Terror Clowns is a comic book by Jared L. Dotson, and it can be purchased over at IndiePlanet.com. Just search for Terror Clowns. That's clowns with a K, because that's much more spooky. Did you know that clowns are universally reviled? I don't know. I sort of like them. But then again, I have skewed tastes. After all, I usually find myself laughing at at least one part of the Monster Bat Minute.
3: Goo cool morning, maniacs! <laughs>
0: uh,
3: yes, that's right. It is I, your senior, truly monster. Uh, my, uh, oh, you know, it's been a while since I've been on the show. Uh, who am I? I hang on. Let me check the tag at the back of my underpants. Oh yeah, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, hailing all the way from Pennsylvania. Hey, hey yo, and to you, sitting there in the corner of the tomb. Hey oh yo, to you too. Now, uh, maniacs.
4: Uh,
3: oh, Uh, yes, Igor. My, uh, wait, Igor. You look rather enthusiastic. What's up there, little friend? Did you uh, trap somebody in the moats or slip somebody a little bit of acid from the vats of acid? No, Master, even better. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I like to
2: do those things. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I saw the Winter Soldier, Captain America. Oh, it was wonderful.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. That, that explains the shield and the big capital letter A on your head, you fiend. So you really enjoyed the movie, then, Igor? Yes, Mr. It was, it was wonderful. There uh, the Captain America and the uh, and uh, the Man uh, flying around. The... Oh, Mr. Yeah. No, 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 it was awesome. You know, there was rough and tumble and kicking ass, and uh, <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. And the uh, Igor. And, uh... Two words. Hail Hydra. Uh, Igor, you know, you're almost as enthusiastic as uh, when I tell my jokes, so why don't I just get into that? Master, who you're trying to get? Ah, huh? your jokes are terrible, you know that. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, tell a few and get on with it. Uh, and then we'll talk Winter Soldier. <laughs> all right, Igor, all right. Uh, let me open with this one, then, seeing that Captain America is on your mind. Uh, what superhero defends the descriptive words and phrases at the bottom of pictures? Caption America! <laughs> oh, Igor, did you know the uh, Oak Ridge Boys had a song that should have appeared in Captain America Winter Soldier? Oh, mister, I didn't. Uh, What's the place, huh? Why, yes, it's, a uh, Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra will set the word on fire for Hail Hydra. Oom, bow, bow, bow. Alright, enough, enough. <sighs> 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 country Western. pit Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Oak Ridge Boys, I had to shoehorn that one in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, did you hear about the vampire that was accused of fraud? Yeah, he was trying the old bite and switch. <laughs> what is Quasimodo's favorite animal? The bell luga whale. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, What do you get by crossing a film that has Chuck Connors controlling mannequins in a weird museum with a spin-off from the TV show M.A.S.H. Tourist Trap Erjon M.D. (laughs) And and finally Maniacs (sighs) For your final punishment What sci-fi film combines fake friend requests and a mysterious alien on an expedition to Mars. The it, the terror from beyond my space. <laughs> you know, I've heard somewhere that that influenced Facehugger book. <laughs> See what we did there, maniacs? A little nod, a little poke, a little nod. And a po- hey, whoa, hey, hey, ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> maniacs, 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 you know I, uh, enjoy being around you. Uh, why, I don't know. I should have better standards. <laughs> and we will see you next time, maniacs. Remember, Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. Bye-bye.
0: This has been the Monster Mat Minute with Monster Mat Patterson. Congratulations, you survived. For more from the Man of a Thousand Bat Monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's conventions, appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com.
2: In your town, and in your neighborhood, thousands of girls are becoming Rockabilly Hellcats. Girls running in packs who learn the naked facts of life too young, just in clothes from Cats Like Us. Don't tell me you've never rode a hot rod, or had a late date in the second balcony. These girls shop online all hours of the night at CatsLikeUs.com, and they get what they want. T-shirts, tight dresses, handbags, and more, these girls are dressed to kill. Too young to be careful, too tough to be afraid. I get my kicks like cats like us. City of Tonawanda. cats like us.
0: Hey, this is Brian Hyler, author of Rack Toys and co-host of Pod Stallions, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus for those who like it spooky. Satan's Pilgrims with Vampyro. And before that, DeFago with Welcome to Horror Mood. I hope I said that correctly. Probably not. They're from Spain. Welcome to Horror Mood is a tribute to Skywald Publications. Skywald Publications was a 1970s black and white comics publisher specializing in horror anthology comics horror shaped the modern landscape of comics dramatically thanks in part to seduction of the innocent dr frederick Wortham's overstated and often incorrect takedown of the 1950s comic industry alluding to comics being a cause for juvenile delinquency was an impetus for the u.s senate to investigate ec comics publisher William Gaines testified during the subcommittee on juvenile delinquency in relation to comic books in a way that mainly defended free speech from allegations of subversion, but didn't really win people over. It was ahead of its time. The subcommittee did not blame comics for crime committed by the youth, but it did suggest that the comic industry could tone itself down. Thus, the Comic Code Authority was made a bit of self-censorship out of desperate self-preservation. The comic industry figured if we monitor ourselves, then the federal government doesn't have to. This comic's code sanitized the content of the industry. In addition to banning nudity, sex, seduction, or excessive violence, the code prevented the words terror or horror from being used in any title of any comic book. That killed every single horror title or publisher just dead right there. Anything that had to do with horror, excessive bloodshed, gruesome illustrations, that was banned. EC Comics, no more. Crime could never be portrayed as enjoyable. Good would always have to triumph over evil no matter what. This sanctified, sanitized bullshit ran for nearly 50 years. As the three major publishers DC Marvel and Archie comics adhered to the code all the way up to like 2011 so if it wasn't for a comic book that depicted a decapitated woman's head being held up by the hair on the cover we would not have had the silver age of comics food for thought it's kind of interesting of course what I've just presented is an abridged copy I would Definitely recommend you seeking out the actual history of American comics. It's quite interesting. And of course, throughout this period, there were underground comics that defied the comics code authority, and there were notable mainstream comics that forewent the code, like The Dark Knight Returns and the aforementioned Watchmen. So it wasn't like we were living in this strictly regulated 1950s comic world for so long. There were some positives about the code, too. We got a lot of certain tropes from the 50s or 60s that were sort of carried over as storytelling plot devices, you know, like the evil mad scientist and his island hideaway. Oh, and that's a subject matter for our next song. It's one of the more well-known songs from Jonathan Colton. This is Skull Crusher Mountain.
1: My secret lair on Skullcrusher Mountain I hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far I see you've met my assistant Scarface His appearance is quite disturbing But I assure you he's harmless enough He's a sweetheart, calls me master And he has a way of finding pretty things And bringing Get this half pony, half monkey Monster to please you But I get the feeling That you don't like it What's with all the screaming You like monkeys You like ponies Maybe you don't like monsters So much Maybe I used too many monkeys Isn't it enough To know that I ruined a pony Making a gift for you This squad ignites the atmosphere And all the fools who lead their foolish lives May find it quite explosive Well, it won't mean half as much to me If I don't have you here No, know it isn't easy living here on Skullcrusher Mountain So maybe you could cut me just a little slack Would it kill you to be civil? I've been patient, I've been gracious And this mountain is covered with wolves Hear them howling, my hungry children Maybe you should stay and have another drink And think about me and you
5: So I just don't see why she's in love with my costume And not with me. I can change the course of rivers, bend steel in my bare hands, but none of that hokey macho stuff makes me feel any more like a man. I'm faster than a speeding bullet, I'm tougher than a moving train, but why leap a tall building in a single bound when I'd rather jump lowest lane? Kind of guy. I got mild manners and my wit is dry But it doesn't ever seem to matter what I say The slowest never gives me the time of day But when I find the city in my blue and red She'd risk the whole world just to get me to bed But that's not the way I want to let her get my bod It's not making love, it's seducing God I've told her a thousand times We can never have normal sex if I lose control, we could get David Cronenberg to do the special effects. I'm faster than a speeding bullet. I'm tougher than a moving train. But why leap a tall building in a single bound when I'd rather jump Lois Lane? Well, I'm sick of all the super villains poking fun just Virgin at age 31, I don't like the names that I'm being called I couldn't care if Lex Luthor's always been more bald I'd love to let Lois know the way I feel To let her know the man underneath the steel But she doesn't want to have a thing to do with me Unless I'm out bashing baddies in my BVDs I've had it with the hero This frustration has got me down Why should I bother with saving the city When I'd rather be painting the town faster than a speeding bullet I'm tougher than a moving train But I'd throw it all away in a minute if I could just once get the jump on lane
0: Tom Smith with the one thing other than kryptonite that can take down the man of steel love or lust either or The whole thesis of Superman's reproductive habits were discussed long before Kevin Smith's Mallrats, as a 1971 essay by Larry Niven, entitled Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, appeared to discuss the kind of problems Superman would have when getting it on. Of course, Superman is a fictional character, and if you can think it up, you can have him do anything. One video out there that I would suggest you check out after listening to this episode is this little production by Max Landis. Normally, I don't usually support stuff by kids of famous people because of nepotism and aristocracy, but Max Landis is an avid fan of Superman, and his Death and Return of Superman video explains a lot about the character, and it has a couple interesting ideas with it. There's one thing about this video that I took to heart when Max talks with his dad, John Landis. John Landis is famous for directing the Michael Jackson video for Thriller, in addition to world-famous movies like The Blues Brothers, Animal House, and of course, the segment in the Twilight Zone that killed actor Vic Morrow and two child extras. Never forget. So, John asks his son, How do you kill a vampire and of course max lists off all the known methods stake to the heart sunshine etc and john says you can kill a vampire however you want to because vampires do not exist in other words when you're storytelling with fictional characters you're only bound by the rules of the story you're currently writing so with superman you can do anything because he's not real the same goes for any comic book character that fluctuality with continuity and rules is one of the problems with comic book because for the most part we're logical and rule abiding as a species sure we have our little psychoses, and i truly believe that insanity is a genetic function of the human race but For the most of us we're very comfortable with a equals a b equals b with stories with rules superman can do all this but he can't do that you know but the rules are also subject to storytelling so things can go topsy-turvy zombies can survive after getting shot in the head vampires can have a blast at the beach Werewolves can be unfazed by silver. It's all up to your imagination. Just so long as things sort of make sense, because then you'll just get fanboy rage and everyone complaining about retconning. And fanboys and fangirls, fans in general, are just not that great when they're not happy. So be careful. Speaking of not being happy, imagine if werewolves are not taken down by Silver. That would be bad news for Governor Grimm and the Ghastly Ghouls. Their first release came out with a comic book. If you bought the physical release, you got an actual comic book with it. But if you got the digital, you got a digital version of the comic. It was comics for everyone. You get a comic. You get a comic. And on that release was this song, My Neighbor is a Werewolf. gate of Jonah Hex by Ghoultown and that goes out to Craig Chaos and we'll be going out with a bang and a bam a whip a pow it's the end of the episode I hope you've enjoyed yourself we'll be back with a new episode next Friday in the meantime don't forget to read Gravediggers Local 16 over at GravediggersLocal.com and remember to vote in the rondos at bit.ly slash rondo 2014 And during the week, hit me up on Twitter, at Six Foot Plus. What's the best way to get in touch with me? We'll chat. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. We started off with Spider-Man, so we'll end with Batman. Marvel to DC. And what a better way to go out than with the Batman theme song done by the Hawaii Samurai. Enjoy free comic book day this Saturday, so go on out. Hit up your local store. Be sure to buy something. And be sure to visit us again, dear listener. Same strange time, same strange channel. Six Foot Plus, Episode 103, Buy Low-Free Comic Book Day. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctem, performed by the Madeira. Shivala Ivan, Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to 6FootPlus, That's the number six, f t p l u s dot